Jeannie Patel Thompson, international best-selling author, health product formulator, horse listener, earth singer, mother, medicine woman, elephant acolyte, and regenerative farmer. This is the Genie Podcast. Okay, let's talk about soul agreements. And you may hear a bit of a background fuzz because it is literally pouring rain out here at the Singing Horse Ranch. Um, So what is the difference between a soul agreement and a life plan? Well, soul agreements are also known as karmic contracts and they are issues that the soul wants to experience and overcome. They're the primary choices of the soul. So the life plan then includes your plan and your goals for that incarnation. So it could be, you know, who who you're choosing to incarnate with, you know, from family to friends to key people that you meet, perhaps teachers that have an influence on you or business partners, etc. Um, and within that life plan, you have agreements, soul agreements or karmic contracts with others. So very common to have a karmic contract with your spouse and with your children, for example. Um, Any unhealed or leftover karma from another lifetime may be part of something you've contracted to heal in this lifetime. So I'm going to be doing a detailed podcast on soul agreements with Ginny Jablonski coming up, but I wanted to do this as a part one so I can discuss it with you and get you really familiar with this whole piece of things. So I'll just talk from my own experience and the karmic contracts that I have seen in my life. First of all, here's a really simple one when my third child was born and he was conceived through two methods of birth control because my husband Ian and I had decided we could not physically or financially handle a third child. And he was like, I'm coming in. And we were like, oh, help us. So when he was born, I beheld this incredibly fully formed being and Don't forget, I already had two two children by this point. So as I felt this soul that had come in, I thought to myself, I could leave him on the side of a road right now and he would be just fine. Like he had a level of self-containment and self-sufficiency and wholeness that I had never experienced before. And I believe he's one of these souls that didn't need to come here for his own evolution or for his own karmic karmic contracts to resolve those. He came here for a very specific purpose, probably an act of service. So I, the other thing I knew very clearly about this third son of mine is that I had to make sure that I did not allow his life force energy to be squashed, limited, contained, curtailed, or altered in any way. I had to let this being grow up with the 
fullness. And when I say full, I'm, I have not met anyone with a life force energy as strong as this boy. And when he was young, you can imagine what does incredibly huge, strong, powerful life force energy look like in a two-year-old? Can you imagine? Oh yeah, it was bad. And my husband, when he was three, my husband said, I love, I love this boy, but I, I honestly don't like him. I can barely cope with him. And I said, it's okay. I said, someday, I said, you're going to be on safari in Africa and your Jeep's going to break down and he's going to be the one who can fix it. Like this will be channeled into something very beneficial at some point. But for now, our job is to let it be unfettered and uncontrolled and unconstrained. So the other form that it took with him was his older brother, who was six years older, taught him swear words so that he would have little Hugo trot out these really bad swear words in front of the other kids and the kids of course would fall down laughing which then just encouraged Hugo to swear more and to start conjugating swear words into various forms and expressions and and again I didn't tell him to stop swearing I didn't what I did say to him was Hugo um, if you say those words at your friends' houses or where their mothers can hear you, they probably won't let you play with their kids anymore and they won't invite you over for play dates. So I said, it's your choice, but I suggest you keep those as family words. And I said, and not like granddad and nana family words, like just our family family words but i said you know it's your choice if you don't care about play dates and you don't care about friends then you say whatever you want and he of his own of his own choosing totally controlled himself when he was around kids his own age but when he was with my older children's friends and their parents weren't around um he let it rip and that was fine so that was my karmic contract with him and it was the piece that I had to do for his soul's life plan that was really crucial he had to have he had to hit adolescence and young adulthood with that life force energy in full force to be able to do what he came here to do so that's a very simple example very clear-cut I have many more complex examples like the relationship with my father where he physically abused me as a child and you can interpret that through a victim perpetrator lens or you can say hmm what's the karmic relationship here i wonder why this is happening i wonder what the purpose of this is and i don't think i'm going to get into that right now because it's a very long and involved story it's a much deeper one so i'm going to leave that for now but let me tell you once I went and I looked at the past lives that I'd had with my father, everything became crystal clear. And I understood what our karmic contract was for this lifetime. And um, he's 85 now. And that has that was completed, I would say, maybe whew, 15 years ago. It, was, it came to full completion. But it was a long process. It took me you know, a good 20 years of active healing to bring about 
the terms of, of that contract that him and I had decided we would go for in this lifetime. So that's just a really brief introduction. The other thing that can happen with soul agreements is let's say you and your spouse or your life partner have a soul agreement and one of you can't do it for whatever reason. You know, there's a lot of reasons that we can tank on a goal, a karmic contract, a soul agreement. We can, we can have it, you know, when we're not here in 3D, we can make a plan that looks like a really good plan, but it's actually way too ambitious. And it's, it's super difficult, but we don't know that because when we're not in 3D on earth plane, we forget the extreme density, the, the really low vibration of this place because we're in a super high vibration place where we just think something and it comes into being. And we don't, we forget, we forget um, how difficult it is to make things happen in third dimension where the vibration is so much lower and slower and thicker and denser so let's say you had a soul agreement with a spouse and they decided not consciously none of this is conscious right this is all working with the subconscious with the higher self the oversoul you might call it let's say at, at some point they decided i I can't, I can't do it. I can't hit the targets that we set for ourselves. I'm out. Then at that point, for some people, the marriage might end or for other people, what might happen is that you say, okay, well, that soul agreement is not going to happen. So let's move to plan B. Okay. What's plan B? And your higher selves may come up with and if, depending on your connection to your higher self, right, your ability to tune into your own guidance and to dialogue with your oversoul, you could consciously be involved in that decision-making process. But if not, it will happen nonetheless, just outside of your consciousness where your two oversouls will come up with a plan B or a new karmic contract. Now, that plan B may have already been decided before you incarnated because you might have said, hmm, that's really ambitious. I don't know if we'll make it. So if we don't, and if you can't do this or I can't do that, here's our plan B. And you might have this plan C and a plan D as well. And these are the things that can be really helpful to know about. So when someone has the ability to look at your Akashic records or just to perceive multidimensionally like Ginny Jablonski, um, she can just go and take a look. She can just ask your oversoul, what are your soul agreements? And she can relay that information to you. So you can get it very quickly that way. Another, not as accurate, perhaps not as detailed, but definitely to give yourself some guidance is if you have some oracle cards or some medicine cards, whatever name you call them. So, or tarot cards, you know, and what I like to do is I like to use two decks at once because for something like this, that could be nuanced or could be, um, symbolic or could be complex. I like having the answer stated in different ways. So I would take, so let's say I wanted to know what is my soul agreement with my daughter. And I would ask that question to the first deck 
and choose my card, whichever method you use to choose a card. And oh, for me, um, my method that I've been using lately that I really like is I shuffle and one card has to literally jump out or just hang off. Like it has to be really obvious that this card has left the deck and that's the card that I'll take. So anyway, you, you do whichever method. My son loves to do something he calls a heat map where he just kind of spreads the cards out all over the bed and then he moves his hand over them and he then he picks the one that feels hot to him. So it doesn't matter. Some people will cut the deck. Other people will just, they'll, you know, sift through the cards and they'll feel a magnetic pull, this card. It doesn't matter which which method you use, they all work well. Um, so you pick your card from the first deck, you know, asking the question, what is my soul agreement with my daughter? And of course, if you're not familiar with using cards, before you sit down with the cards and before you ask the question, you have to do some kind of grounding and meditation procedure. You know, if you're fluent, you can do it really fast. If you're not practiced, then it might take you five or 10 minutes. You know, you might need to light a candle and focus and get your breathing and visualize your energy grounding into the earth and take deep breaths and visualize the white light coming in the top of your head and flowing down your body. And when you feel like you're connected and you're in that peaceful place, that's when you pick up your cards and you start shuffling and asking your question. So then I take the second deck and I shuffle and I ask the same question. What is my soul agreement with my daughter? And then pick that card and then turn them both over, take a look, and then take your interpretation based on those two cards. And that can work really well for finding out what your soul agreement is. So I hope that's helped give you an idea, a brief little introduction to the much bigger podcast that Ginny and I are going to be doing. And not only is she going to be talking more about soul agreements and also giving some examples from her practice with her clients, but her and I are going to do a live soul agreement reading on me. So I have not had her look at my soul agreements before. And she is going to do it live on the podcast. And I have given her full permission to say everything and anything that she sees because I have no privacy issues. I feel that this kind of transparency and vulnerability is so helpful for other people because there is nothing unique in this human experience. There's nothing that I experience that nobody else is going to deal with or go through. And so I feel the more honest and transparent I can be about my own struggles and difficulties and situations and challenges, the more help I can extend to others. So that's the place that I come from. And I am going to be 100% transparent and vulnerable, and we are going to get into it. Let me tell you, I'm so looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really cool, and it's going to give you guys a front row seat as to what a session with someone who can look at your soul agreements or access your Akashic records, what that can look like. So looking forward to it, and I hope you will join us for part two of the Soul Agreement exploration. Coming soon.